1: coming after you
0: go to plan B okay great. what is that mission impossible dead reckoning ready PT13 everybody hates the taking off and putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport but now there's an easier way new hands-free sketcher slip ins with these sketcher slip ins you just step in and go without bending down or looking for a place to sit try new machine washable hands-free sketcher slip ins.
1: These Caramel Cold
0: Brew m ms are like M&M's with a coffee shop vibe.
1: Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. Mm-hmm.
0: This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm going to
2: maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh, boy. The entire world
0: watched. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Get it,
1: get it, get it. Ladies and gentlemen, get it, get it, here it, it is. Get it, get it. The most listen to radio, shows of the radio You are now tuned into Atlanta's hottest radio show. Even the other stations are tuned into to. ALP Aftermath. Swanky. I'm your host, Kennedy Lurkins. On
3: Swanky 93.3 radio stations. The 94.6 radio station.
2: Good. Good morning Atlanta. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host KLP Kennedy Lucas and we have my nearest and dearest people here in the studio. Of course we've got Simone Teagues and my co-host and how we run in the show and how we doing our thing and of course we got Monica and James. They're back into the studio. Ladies and gentlemen welcome. It is a wonderful 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 Friday it's july 7th it's early in the morning it's weekend time again and i am so stoked because i, I kind of felt like simone uh first of all how are you first of all how are you what's going on before i really get into it because last last episode was really really good you guys everybody in here was amazing in in the podcast last episode of course if you if you guys missed it it's the klp aftermath double decker slapper of course that episode was just so it was really good because that was actually the first podcast i gotta say that we ran over an hour which is fantastic i love that i love to see things like that when a show goes over an hour but you know it's over the over the hour and people have been enjoying it. We've been our viewership was tremendous from that podcast. And I, I gotta thank everybody that's here in the studio, Swinky Studios, that is. And Simone, you're here in the studio. How you doing? Happy Friday. We made it. What's going on?
1: It's Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your girl, Simone T. Welcome back again. As Kennedy says, Kennedy, I'm good. It's Friday. We're here in the studio to give you guys yet another exciting podcast. But we get excited for Friday because really Friday is the the weekend time where we kind of shut things down for the weekend and we really get into it. And we actually, we get into it and we're ready. We're so ready for the podcast. We're so ready for the weekend. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be outside this weekend like that because I was outside last weekend, but of course for uh, 4th of July, Weekend celebration, if you celebrate that kind of thing, really. But Fourth of July weekend. So, and I went out with uh, Kevin, and then I went out with my girls. So, that, that was last weekend. So, this weekend, I think I'm gonna just chill in the house, spend some time with Kevin, spend some time with my dog, and we just gonna we just gonna relax this weekend. But I'm good, ready for another exciting podcast. We got a juicy one for y'all today. Of course, we've got uh, James and Monica, as you mentioned, can here in the studio. I've got a interesting juicy story from one of our favorite podcasters out there in the world. Shout out to Big Jersey we'll get into that later on into this episode um, I do gotta say I'm very grateful um, for a lot of people that's been watching all of our shows uh, Miss Monica Bray we all know she got her own show on the network and of course yesterday James James uh, introduced his new show on our radio stations being Twinkie 93.3 and the Heat 94.6, the radio station, of course, Sports Talk with James Myers. Guys, if you missed it, go check it out. We're talking about sports in that episode. And you know, Kevin, you build a whole empire. We all got these shows and these contents and these medias. I'm grateful for that. Uh, yeah, so we're ready, we're ready. I'm excited, good morning. We've got our coffee in the studio. And we've got our producers, Tyrus, shout out to you, Matt, over there, we're ready to produce. Good morning. It's Friday.
2: Yes, it's Friday, boy. I tell you, Simone, we we excited for Friday. <laughs> we were, I I don't know. if We're over excited for Friday. Uh, maybe it's just because we're ready for a weekend. Uh, I kind of felt like this weekend though did go kind of short, and I guess I say that because you know when it's Fourth of July. Fourth of July was a, on a Tuesday, which was interesting that it was on a Tuesday. So of course, KLP Entertainment, we were we're not we technically wasn't open Monday and Tuesday. Uh, for the holiday and now it leaves us wednesday thursday and now today is friday so it kind of feels like this week was short very very fantastic uh you know i like the short weeks i like the the, the days that we we close because of holiday and quotations um and that's probably gonna be a while uh be it for a while because i mean in july there's not really much of holidays in july and august but then september rolls in, rolls in and then there's a lot of um there's a lot of holidays to come up of course so uh very very excited for sure uh this week was fantastic as simone mentioned guys check out monica and james's show on our radio stations uh we've been booming in that you know everybody's doing their own thing and having their show it's it's quite exciting um of course went to the gym yesterday and you know i always got to tell this gym story before we let before we have Monica uh, come on and tell, because she Monica got a juicy story. She written it on the board and she ready to go. Um, so I went to the gym yesterday, and you know, <clears throat> of course, Simone, I got some stairs. And I'm always gonna say this story. You know, uh, there was a girl. You know, I say this very loosely because Monica is in the studio, and we do have you know a little arrangement there. But you know, you get it's interesting. We got this open thing we got going on right now where. You know, we're pretty open with our uh, relationship, but got a lot of stairs. You know, got a lot of stairs, and I'll be honest, I like to dance when I work out. I don't think I mentioned that before, Simone. But I, I like to go down and dance and sing my heart out to my heart's content when I'm listening to one of my bangers in the gym. Right, I, I'm like that. Call call me crazy, I know, but I'm just not going to be the guy that's in the gym, lifting weights, acting tough in front of these women, and not expecting, I, because I have, so I have beats, right, I take my beats, Studio 3s, with me to the gym, because they, obviously, they're very, very good headset, the bass kicks, and everything kicks in, and yeah, I'm rocking and rolling when it comes down to my workouts and my routines, you know, so I'm in here, I'm doing it doing my thing and i'm working out because i i had to work out yesterday because you know yesterday at work was a little bit i mean it, we got a lot of stuff done right a lot of work done but um as as many of you guys know i do work for uh institution as well so i had some institution work as well during my day yesterday and um you know we actually did have a uh a, a, a loss uh, one of the coaches for the college had passed away um you know pernella harden you know she was 14 championship winnings for, for the institution. Again, I can't name the institution on this show, but, um, you know, she was a good person, right? She was the person where there was a lot of positive energy with her and she, uh, you know, was battling cancer, you know, so that, that kind of, you know, she was a warrior, you know, for a very, very long time. And then, you know, uh, we, we learned that, you know, she passed away from it. So, um my condolences again for the Harden family if they are somehow listening to this this show this morning they know who i am um so after that i had to go to the gym just kind of get my mind off of it right so i ended up going to the gym and you know my, my r&b music and my hip-hop music came on and i'm lifting weights i'm pumping i drank gym weed energy drink every time i go to the gym so i'm, I'm all boosted up and energized up and yes i'm gonna sing damn it that's one of the things i'm going to sing when it comes down to uh me working out right I, I have to get it in i have to get my workout in i have to sing and of course yesterday a lot of ladies was like damn is it okay and you know they staring and they staring and they look away and then they stare again and then they look away and then they get on their phone then they're lifting the weights Simone, like they're staring i don't understand it i don't get it i guess i'm never gonna get it but you can come up to me and say hey my name is such and such because guess what i would say simone i would say hey i'm kennedy nice to meet you right oh you like that what's your favorite exercise well yeah i'm in a relationship but we can still talk you know her name's monica you know that's that's my baby right she know what it is Speaking of Monica, she has a story. We had it in the meeting this early this morning before we came on the air. And I said, yes, you can talk about this on the show. So Monica, take it away, honey.
3: There was a time where I was practically omnipresent. I'm not going to lie to you because it was so much easier. Now, this is my method. Okay, ready? As soon as I post a content, whether it's a photo, a video, on any of my platforms, you have me for the first three hours. OK, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm rocking with you. We're rocking together for the first three hours. After that, I then take a break because it's a lot of energy. Let's be real here. It's a lot of energy. And then I will come and answer as it's coming into my phone. Right. Uh, and a- answer it like that, like a couple a day, maybe 50 comments. I'll answer a day. A um, hundred is a lot, but we'll see. You know, it, it's going to it's going to vacillate. But you guys are catching my drift. So I want you guys to do that. That was just a brief little pause, intermission thing. And my energy has officially returned and picked back up. I'll praise his holy name, right? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to catch the Legos. So, yes. Like, I'm feeling very happy. My energy's open. I'm feeling social. It's been consistent of my energy feeling very social and, like, you know. And then I also said to myself, you know. I was telling Angie this the other day. Um, I said, you know, Angie, I'm not even going to bother, like, you know sometimes let's be let's have a low real moment right now for girls you know how sometimes you go out and you're like oh i hope i see somebody oh ba-ba-ba. you ever try and go out and it just like is not happening like with your girls i'm talking about and it's just not happening there's nothing i hate more than <laughs> than like wanting to do something and all your friends are busy and it's like huh what? Oh, you guys are busy. So I said to myself, you know what? There's a lot of activities right now. It's wedding season. I'm on bridesmaids, bridesmaid duty, um, with one of my close friends, obviously, you know, and on Sunday, there was a Bible verse that really stuck out to me, um, where it was saying, wherever your heart is there, your treasure will be also. And that scripture has always resonated very deep with me. And it's because You have to think, well, where is your treasure? And I even posted it, I believe, on my Instagram because I loved it so much where I was like, Oh, this is really, really good. I want to see if I can bring it up because I I, want to end on that note where I, I talk about that because it's just so easy. And that's why when I post these prayers, it's so easy to get caught up in your everyday life that we're not giving God the praise and the thanks that he deserves. And at the end of the day, like everything goes back to him and pointing people in that direction. And I do take it as my personal responsibility to direct people in that path. And I'm trying to find it right now to see Mm. if this is, okay, this is Monday. I think I probably, oh, Sunday. Yes. Oh, got it okay so it's talking about centering your hearts which is one of the most important biblical topics is your own heart and throughout the biblical story god shows that he's not as nearly interested in your money time or service as much as he is your heart why is this important jesus taught his disciples that the heart is the center of our lives our emotions our desires flow from the condition of our heart if god gets access to our heart then the rest of our lives follow after. And in Matthew 6 verse 21, Jesus says that where our treasure is, heart will be also. The things we treasure in our life reveal where our heart truly is. The things we think about, spend our money on and use our energy to attain, that is where our heart is, but it's not enough to just let our hearts dwell on those things. Instead. We need to train our hearts to dwell on Jesus. The Apostle Paul encourages us to dwell on the things that are of God. And then it gives another scripture. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is in Philippians 4 verse 8. This type of thinking moves our heart to cherish Jesus as our treasure above everything else on the earth. If you're honest with yourself, this is what I love. If you're honest with yourself, where would you say your treasure is currently? What are the things you devote your time to and spend your money on? Consider how these things reveal where your heart truly is.
2: Thank you, Monica, for that. You know, it's always good to have you uh, on the show and you, you give us that that your stories because you really dabble on into it and i appreciate you for it now speaking shifting gears here we're going to talk a little bit about gaming related news of course and I, because you know we are a hip-hop slash sports slash gaming slash trendy news uh podcast radio show morning show if you will um so we got to talk about this game crash team rumble of course, this is the uh, Crash game that came out a couple of days ago. And, of course, the official scoring is in from IGN and so much more. Uh, I always relate to you know IGN when it comes down to their reviews because they, they have some good stuff, right? Now, Crash Team Rumble is an online multiplayer video game developed by Toys for Bob and published by Activision. Um, I remember playing Crash when i was a kid right i played it when i was a kid i played the crash racing games when i was a kid um to recently buying and this was i want to say about a year and a half ago i bought crash 4 and i loved it it was great i love it I lo- any game that that is a, a sort of platformer for me i'm going to enjoy right i played crash uh, super lucky's tale from xbox just to name a few, uh, Ratchet & Clank, you know, platformers are my babies, right? I love a great platformer when it comes down to it, especially uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Simone. it That game was spectacular, and that was, of course, on P- PlayStation 5, so you had the new engine and 60 frames per second and, you know, ray tracing and things like that. Platformers all the way. Um, down to now... Crash Team Rumble is an online game. Of course, IGN gave this game a seven out of ten. Gamespot gave it a seven out of ten, and Open Critic gave it a seventy percent. Um, not really bad. I mean, seventy-seven out of ten—that's a C, right? I-, I feel like they had something here. Um, they're just trying to relay more onto, uh, t- to more what's the word i'm looking for simone they're they're relating to the market if you will right they have to have something out um i just i would just uh, prefer the crash games as the platformers now from screen Rant, this is a review from screen Rant. i'm gonna read to you guys and, and we'll discuss but it's a platformer with too many pitfalls now get this simone if you don't know about toys for bob uh toys for bob they are again the the production company behind the crash games as of late um they've created a unique multiplayer experience with the crash team rumble but it also feels more like a competitive add-on on on a complete game right that's what people are saying now the story is that crash coco cortex and the rest of the crew are back within this game now as a competitive multiplayer platformer uh developers toys for bob um they they did something here now they wanted to revamp the beloved series with uh of course with the spyro uh, reignited trilogy remasters and before creating uh, crash 4 um in 2020 the rewarding platforming and charming humor aspects that are unfortunately missing those aspects is what people are saying those aspects aspects of crash 4 and the spyro trilogy it's what's missing in the Crash Team Rumble. Now, the online multiplayer strategy platformer is a massive departure from the Crash Bandicoot series. Uh, It's known for, while the game does include jumping on enemies, breaking boxes, and uh, collecting items, they are now all done in the multiplayer arena, filled with hazards and players and teams of four raced against the other teams to collect and deposit the the Womba Fruits and their team's bank. With only online competitive mode, uh, for sure, uh, with a four versus four multiplayer collect-a-thon game available. Uh, some people saying that it's a shame that this game's level and characters does not provide enough rewards or charm to keep the, uh, the Crash uh, Team Rumbles gameplay loop from quickly growing sales. Now, this game didn't sell so much. Um, I can kind of see why right games get a little games get a little i don't want to say boring simone but when you're just when you're when you have one thing that you can only do right four versus four ups collecting the womba fruit and that's it then the game can kind of become boring right um, this is kind of the same thing to be said in reference of recently the, uh, the Mario Strikers game, right? A lot of people are saying that, you know, Hey, you're, you have, you know, you're playing soccer with the Mario characters and that's all you can do. Right. And some people do get bored. Now I do have a review coming out for that as well. I know I'm a little late for that, but, uh, shout out to my bro. He bought that game. So I'm going to play it and review it for the next podcast, but it kind of says the same with this, right? Four versus four. You're collecting the Walmart fruit. You you beat them up on each uh, on a person on the on the opposing team, and that's pretty much it, right? Um, I don't see that it has a lot of. I don't see that it has a lot of the online factors into it. Um, like i said i just haven't seen people been talking about this game so much and you don't know about the latency right let's say if somebody's playing on a playstation 5 right where you get the 60 frames and the the ray tracing whatnot and then you have somebody that you might be playing against is playing on the playstation 4 where the rates are a little bit slower things are a little bit more compressed I, i guess that's the word simone so I don't know a lot of people have been saying that this game had the potential but it just quite didn't get it um and it it does say it in the review you know it's a 70 a 7 out of 10 from from IGN and 70 percent um I tried some people tried it right now this is a what we like to do is read off the uh reviews now even though this game did come out about two weeks ago or a week and a half ago because it came out June 20th actually Uh, Jake Haddock, he writes, almost very good. I'm a huge lifelong fan of Crash and uh, and have been looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, I often get error messages kicking me out of games. That's never good, right? If that's never good, if you're trying to have a game to where it's a game that people are excited about and then you play online and then you're getting kicked out of your matches, there's an error message. It's never good. never good for your online game um and that's why i haven't really personally for me i haven't really um i haven't been playing games online as, as much anymore right because i just i i find more fun playing local or just playing a solo game nowadays so i haven't been playing that now uh jake haddock he says it takes forever to load and on a few occasions i seen a glitch where an item has a cone of purple that blocks your view and covers half the map would be would be good for new game modes as it stands there's only one just needs some polishing and this will have potential of keeping me as long as a long time player that's why I, I kind of feel with a lot of these online games with the exception of Fortnite Fortnite is still selling but if you look at games like this game that's online and other games like Overwatch right Overwatch, Overwatch 2 sunk it tanked no one plays it right now. I've tried it and it was okay when I first played it, but then I ended up to me, I end up getting bored. But I feel like a lot of game developers and game companies are realizing that games that are online, and especially if it's online and they're offering microtransactions then people get bored, people get tired, people don't want to spend more money on a game that you're spending a lot of money on microtransactions, and it's all online, and then there's latency in there, and you're getting kicked out of your games, and there's an error message, people don't want to waste their money that way, right, so I I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are um, realizing that the online gaming market is just kind of dying, right, It, it used to be, the cool thing that you could do you could play online you play against people around the world and that was cool from that time being but now as you move on people i don't know people feel like they're just they rather not play online if there's going to be latency and error messages i hate games that offer micro right where you're buying a lot of spending a lot of money on skins and mods and customizations i've never been that type of gamer right never ever wasted money on a skin right to make my character look a certain way i have to pay ten dollars nah that's gas money for me right that's part of a bill for me i'm you have to be responsible gamer not to blow your money on stupid i just think stuff like that's stupid Simone. i really do but like i say this game's not stupid seven percent seventy percent seven out of ten is a c it could have had the potential um i can tell that this game is going to be on sale christmas time is gonna go on sale probably gonna be about what twenty dollars pick up from the playstation store so let me know what you guys think about it crash uh rumble in time
1: very exciting for sure seven out of ten i hey look they they tried right they tried something now (laughs) we've got to talk about some hip-hop news kennedy you never heard of joe budden sorry i had to do it right that's the name of the podcast but um we've got to talk about it. You know, this is the the, the hit is hip hop news that came out yesterday. And we 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 talk about fellow podcasters and radio uh, influencers because you know, that's our market. That's we we need to talk about these things. And I like to talk about the hip hop news. Um, So Joe button, one of our favorite podcasters that we all here in the studio like to listen to the, Bo- the Joe button podcast, good podcast, by the way. Um, now Joe Budden questions Cardi B's response to Offset's cheating claim. Now, story has been brewing so far about it, and of course, we're talking about it here this morning. Joe Budden has offered his thoughts on the recent Cardi B and Offset cheating uh, debacle that has been boiling up. People's been talking about it, everybody's been talking about it on the radio stations and their radio shows and their podcasts, and everybody has talked about it. Now we're talking about it. Now, we're in the Migos rapper accused his wife of being unfaithful <laughs> to him. Now, doing the last, the previous episode of the Joe Button podcast, a former Slaughterhouse MC and his co hosts played a recording of the um, Bodek Yellow artist addressing the rumors starting by her husband. Now, Joe Button was unconvinced by cardi B's uh claim that she would never sleep with a regular smangler daggler person that's that's good one's quotes and anyone in the music industry for that matter because um because they would they wouldn't be able to keep uh keep it to themselves now this was another quote here um, and this was a quote this is what he said, Kennedy, on on his podcast. Dude button said this: uh, If I felt like my girl was cheating and she said these things to dispel uh, my thought, it would not be dispelled. He said. Of course, he adds on, it would actually strengthen it. His co-hosts agree with Lamar Ice. <laughs> in that's Ice. Uh, adding, uh, those are lines that we've used now in, in kindergarten, early in my cheating game and that's what Joe Budden uh, responded now a few days prior Carter B went live on Twitter uh, to, uh, to sing about her marriage uh, troubles with Offset let me say she began and then singing uh, I should have cheated by Keisha Cole now you know that you can accuse him. this was a quote guys you know that you can accuse me of all things that you know you're guilty of sing it with me y'all now, look, I understand, right? Offset cheated on Cardi before, right? You, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy debacle, right? Because if, if your partner cheats on you first and then you cheats on them back, and I guess this, I'm gonna leave this as open-ended question because, you know, it's it's open-ended, open-ended question for a lot of people. Let's say if your partner cheated on you, and you cheat on them back, does your partner have the right to be mad at you? Right? If you both cheated, doesn't really matter the time frame of you cheated, but your your you both partners cheated. Then what happens? Do you get mad? Do you get angry? I wanna leave that up to our fan base, gonna be for sure now. She continues, she says, listen, don't pay attention to the country man, y'all. That spaces the other day, that, that M word, I don't wanna say that on this show. Spiraling, come on now, I'm Cardi B, M word. Uh, I think sometimes M word forget that I'm Cardi B uh cardi b was reacting to a since uh since deleted instagram post from her husband saying that she slept with someone else my wife fucked the n-word one uh, uh excuse me one me gang y'all n-words know how i come he wrote so crazy debacle um i don't know that's very interesting i don't i don't know and we don't know their their marriage or status, right? I don't know. We don't know. We don't live with them. We don't know what's going on on the inside. But I honestly gotta say guys that I think they're going through something, right? So they just had the BET Awards. Right? They just had the BET Awards and you know he did him and, and, and Quavo uh set aside their differences and they performed at the uh, BET Awards in honor of Takeoff who recently passed away this year. Maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're going through a lot of things that I'm um, couples go through. Now, will they air it? They're airing it out on social media. Would I've done that? Probably not. I probably would have kept it to myself. But being that they're rich, number one, and number two, they're celebrities, they're gonna air it out. And, hey, it's it's bust, right? But very very interesting for sure. Joe Budden has uh, responded to that, and it's it's interesting. It's very very interesting, um, for podcasters to respond but let we hey we've got to get it we've gotta we've got get on with it
2: and I hey look Joe button's gonna say whatever he want to say too uh of course I'm a I'm a fan and I'm an avid listener Joe button says whatever he says on it because this is a show obviously but he says some things that really gotta it really makes us think you know it really does make make us think on a lot of things um my take on it you know i probably would have kept it quiet too but hey i don't know we don't know the ins and outs of this of course someone will gonna uh follow up on this and see what happens but it's it's interesting it's it's interesting indeed so coming up next we've got james myers of course talking about that sports news guys go check out his latest show sports talk with james myers
0: james i couldn't tell you the last time i led a show with the new york knicks but this was very encouraging Apparently the Knicks were in contract talks with Paul George of the Clippers, very good player, like him a lot. Lot of injuries, getting older, not getting healthier. And the Knicks said, we like a lot of this, but the price is too high, we're not gonna do it. 10 years ago, it wouldn't have mattered the price, the Knicks would have made that move. Five years ago, the Knicks probably make that move. I've been told by a source I trust, they're not going to extend paul george with the clippers too many injuries not available steve Ballmer's not into it nor should he be and i like paul george but the new york knicks are really close to being really good now they're good they're not really good they're good there's a lot of reasons they're good jalen brunson point guard is not only effective and productive it's got a very nice contract that shrinks next year and the year after it doesn't go up it goes down it's not punitive to the team second reason julius randall's a nice complimentary piece two-time all-star plays hard probably a three not a two but he plays his butt off you know what you're getting he's got a style he leans into it number three is they have 11 first round picks in the next seven years and all sorts of nice movable parts uh rj barrett josh hart emmanuel quickly nice players you can move a lot of teams would like those players not super expensive and the fourth reason is they just want a playoff series the building's full people like being associated with the knicks it's the first time in a long time they're not a tire fire the best move is often the one you don't make you see the dallas mavericks taking a swing at kyrie and then doubling down doesn't that feel like panic you see teams panic years ago the knicks panicked with carmelo anthony They made a move in season, gave up the farm, but the time Melo got to the Knicks, they didn't have good supporting players. Rumor was after the year, he was going to go to New York anyway. They panicked. Amari Stoudemire, Phoenix, bad knees. Everybody in Phoenix knew it. They panicked. Paul George is a really, really high-end two-way player. I'd love to see him on the Knicks, but the deal's got to be right. You've got momentum. You've got your quarterback. He and Randall are both on workable deals. You've got 11 first round picks in seven years. You've got hard working players with a coach that drives them that you could move in multiple deals. The Knicks are one smart move away from going from good to really good, and two smart moves from going from good to really good to potentially great. They're here, don't go after Dame. He's small, he's expensive, and you've already got a guy that he should have his hands on the ball constantly jalen brunson don't go after james harden nobody says you're going to don't he's too erratic you've got young hard-working focus players one smart move away don't panic you panic with stardomart you panicked with mellow paul george is one of my favorite two-way guys in the league i'd make a deal but it's gotta be right don't give away too many picks don't give away guys who are supporting rotational players the price has to be right he wants an extension if the clippers are not going to give him an extension why should you way to go nicks why not way not to make a rash move all right so i saw this story still some nba stuff we're moving to football though today later in the show a lot of it so um there's a story about, uh, inside the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard talks and his agent reportedly, uh, Aaron Goodwin has been calling prospect prospective teams and telling him, don't make a move for Dame. He doesn't want to go there, uh, that this is according to, um, ESPN, ESPN has been told that Aaron Goodwin, the agent's calling teams, Dame will be unhappy. He only wants to go to Miami. And uh, so, first of all, I'm going to call the bluff, uh, Dame's not going to be a villain. All athletes end up in a new city, they hit baskets, people cheer for them, they want selfies and autographs, and the player feels loved again. But, as we've noted, Dame is two things, great, and has a small trade market. Last two years, a smaller player's hurt, a defensive liability, super expensive. And the truth is, as much as I like Dame, there's no proof he makes other players better. He's only averaged over eight assists a game once in his career. And oh yeah size is now trending back in the nba and he's small i said a couple days ago he is the convertible sports car of players only works year round in a couple of places miami would be the best but he's not gonna pout i'd call him on his bluff if i was the blazers he doesn't want to be a villain he's a good guy he'll score he'll be championed he'll be loved anywhere he goes i'd still move him but in this situation there's a there's a sense that um the blazers have no leverage and miami may have more but miami doesn't have a lot to give portland they don't want tyler hero period they made it public they leaked it they don't want him he can be a little disruptive a little immature and they got a bunch of young guys they don't need that in the locker room they want older mature guys for their young guys totally get it super smart we saw memphis last year kind of young kind of immature they went sideways who'd they bring in marcus smart a veteran so portland's got no interest in Tyler hero not mature enough good player not mature enough but here's the advantage the blazers have and it's a real one, one dane doesn't want to be a villain and won't be agents say a lot of things he's not gonna pout the second thing is the blazers are in a great spot if you're gonna sell a home the greatest leverage you have you like the house you're in no hurry I mean, you like it, you like living in it, it's a safe neighborhood, you like it, it's not going to be your future. You'd prefer to move it in the next six months to a year, but your leverage as a seller is, I like my house, I really do. I'm going to wait for the right people or the right number. And that's where Portland is. They're not winning the championship next year, they're too young, they know it. The teams that want Dame Miami and Philadelphia... Philadelphia's got to win now. There's a lot of heat on the GM. There's a lot of heat there. They just moved off Doc Rivers, new coach. They got to win a second playoff series. They got to win now in Miami. Jimmy Butler's not getting younger. Dame's not getting younger. They want him in now. Close the deal. They've already moved in pieces to get him available for their roster. So the teams that want Dame are in the win now. Put it together now. Off-season chemistry now, that's where they're at. Portland, they like their house. They'll live in it for another year. They got leverage. They're not going to win a championship. It's a young roster. They want to make it right. So there's this view that Dame will only go one place. He and his agent have the leverage. What's the hurry for Portland? No coach's job is on the line. GM's not in trouble. The young players are growing and getting better. Their stars are rookie. Everybody's going to bake in mistakes and immaturity. You like Dane. He's loved in the community. I just talked to somebody yesterday who saw him at a pool party. Everybody loves Dane. He's great. Why do we got to move in the next six months? All right. We'll wait till the trade deadline. (laughs) I mean, the contract's already done. Again, the leverage here is we're not in a hurry to sell. We're all about the next six years, not this year. Miami wants him in house as soon as possible. In the building, in the state, in the facility, on the roster. So, um, this contract, I I I don't buy that he wants to be a villain, and I don't buy Portland has no leverage. You got to take care of yourself. You're not going to send him to the Pistons. But it's not like San Antonio Popovich, Wembenyama, and cap space is a horrible place. Philadelphia, I heard a story the other day Boston? You think he's going to go to Boston with that passionate fan base and quit and not play hard? I don't buy it for a second. You go to a Philadelphia and a Boston and you dog it? You don't want to go outside. You don't want to go out and eat. Dame's not going to be a villain. He's going to be good wherever he goes. I think Portland ideally would love to get him to the East. Miami's fine but Miami better figure out another team in this deal because they just don't have anything Portland wants. There's a reason the Tyler Hero story keeps coming out over and over and over. Portland's leaking that. We're not taking him. We're not interested. He's not mature enough for a young guy. Portland's getting that out there. You better give us more than Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson? We'll take. Draft picks? We'll take. That's not part of the deal. I do not buy. Miami's got all the leverage and Portland's got none don't mind at all thanks james always look i
2: look i love y'all that's all i hey ain't if i don't say anything else this morning on this wonderful friday is that i love y'all now before we wrap up here the podcast this morning friday july 7th we've got one more thing now this is coming from all over the news sources today simone and all over the news sources yesterday now a flying car prototype just got an airworthiness certification from the FAA it's coming y'all it is coming now from New York the Federal Aviation Administration so the FAA has certified for testing a vehicle that a California startup describes as a flying car now this is fully electric vehicle that can both fly and travel on the roads to receive u.s government approval now a lift automotive said and that's the company said that it's the it's a vehicle aircraft dubbed as model a is the first flying ve- vehicle that can also be uh, drivable on the pub public road and able to park like a number num, number <laughs> normal car. Now, it also has vertical takeoff and landing capacities. Uh, apparently, we'll be able to uh, carry one to two occupants and have a road range of 200 miles and flying range of 110 miles. Now, the company is expected to sell this vehicle for $300,000. Look, I, look, I, I don't know. And I say I don't know because this is year one, right? There's a lot of testing that goes on with this, with the flying vehicle. Uh, it's it's is year one, right? This is a new thing that it's coming, but we don't know, right? I'd say, and I don't know if I'm ever gonna buy buy this. That's three hundred thousand dollars for a vehicle. I'm, I can you you know you can get a house with that, um, but somebody's gonna some some artists some some rich um dude or, or female rich gal investor billionaire they're going to pay this because hey what's 300 000 to them right just to say that they've got the first of this vehicle sure um but it's quite interesting um if i ever and i'm a firm believer in the next 10 years i will we'll all be millionaires here in the studio but i'd say i would pick this up in year 10 Or year 11. Where they really get all the kinks out. Uh, Because we're here in Atlanta. People can barely drive as it is. Sorry Atlanta. I got to put y'all on blast. But it's true. So you can only imagine. Having this device. This vehicle. That flies. In Atlanta. Right. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of headway. A lot of. um, Regulations if you will. That comes down to it. It's an interesting concept. It's a cool idea. um, But. I say give it 10 to 15 years and this will be this will be something that we might be ready for because believe it or not we're heading to the future right we we've got AI we've got um chat GPT and all these uh crazy things that's coming out uh in the world today we're gonna be ready for AI right we're gonna be ready for flying cars in the next 30 years right i'm a firm believer in that it's scary yes it scares the living crap out of me it really does but this stuff is coming whether you like it or not so the flying car look three hundred thousand dollars i that might be it might be something for people who like i say billionaire who can, who can really, really import, afford it after seeing the ces and this was uh, based off reports from ces ces is the uh consumer electronic um I forget what the CES stands for, but it's like a conference where it shows off the uh, shows off all the new toys and gadgets. It looks cool, right? Three hundred thousand dollars? Yes, it looks like a big drone to me. It really does. It really looks like a huge drone. Um, it's exciting, I guess. Three hundred thousand dollars? Will you pay that much for that? That price? Like I say, somebody who is rich and famous and have the money to just say, "Hey, I bought this because now it's in my possession. I'm the first person to own it." Yes they're gonna buy it comment below let me know what y'all think well that's gonna wrap it up here this morning's radio show klp aftermath season six hopefully you guys enjoyed this one simone monica james it's always a pleasure to have you guys on the show as always love you guys thank you um that's gonna wrap it up here for our friday episode again please remember to like comment and subscribe to the channel if you are new to it as well but If you're listening on all major audio platforms, thank you. First off, first and foremost, thank you. Share with your friends. uh, Letting you guys know we were live this morning, Friday, before our Grand Slam weekend. And we look forward to hearing and seeing you guys back here Monday morning for a new episode of KLP Aftermath Season 6. I've been your main host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As always, i like to say, stay safe, stay swanky, peace.